Max, can you say can you say into the microphone? Can you say, "Hey broomheads"? Hey broomheads. <laughs> can you say this? Can you say, Rachel? What's your favorite Taking Back Sunday song? What's your favorite Sunday song? Close enough. All right, say bye bye to Rachel. That's really good. Bye, Max. Bye. Whatever it takes. That rage will catch you through. So welcome to another episode of the Degrassi Every Episode Ever Marathon Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm the famous uh, country singer, you may remember me, Billy Ray Cyrus. Do you remember me? Billy Ray Cyrus. He was in Degrassi. Oh, fuck. That's right. I forgot. He was? Wait, he was? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was like the limo driver at prom. I totally forgot. I mean, I was the, yes, right. I was the limo driver at prom. I had forgotten about that when I said Billy Ray Cyrus. I'm the father mm-hmm. of the famous, uh, the other famous singer, Miley Cyrus, who. The other, the other famous singer, the only other yeah, one. <laughs> Miley Ray Cyrus, right? Isn't that her name? Did mm-hmm. we figure that yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. Miley show? Ray Cyrus. Yeah. So that's me. Billy yeah, Ray, Ray Cyrus is the last name, right? Yeah, Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Her, the last <laughs> name is Ray Cyrus. My name is Billy Ray Cyrus. Mm-hmm. Remember him? Achy, breaky heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just don't think you'd understand. And if they told my heart, my achy, breaky heart. <laughs> you remember that song? I do, but I also remember when Billy Ray Cyrus was the limo driver for the prom. I know. I can't believe. Or the eighth grade dance or whatever it was. <laughs> I can't believe I had forgotten that myself, Billy Ray Cyrus, because I would, Pat, I don't think would have ever had me come on the show on Deep if, if he remember remembered that. that he was already part of like the Deep, I was already part of the Deep lore. Unlike Miley Ray Cyrus. Miley Ray Cyrus. Smiley yeah, Miley. Yeah. What was her name? We were Smiley Miley. Yeah. Smiley Miley. Because they called her Miley because she was so smiley. Right. But her name is like... dumb to me. Alberta, I think is her real name. Alberta Ray it's Cyrus. something like that. I think it's Alberta Ray Cyrus. I should know. Do you want me I, to look it up or you just want to leave it? <laughs> I should know being her father, Billy Ray Cyrus, but I don't remember. I believe her name is Alberta. Her name is actually Miley Ray Cyrus. I'm not joking. On th- Wikipedia. But I think... <laughs> but it was Destiny Hope Cyrus. Who's Destiny Hope Cyrus? That was her name when she was born. Alberta Hope. Destiny. Destiny Cyrus. <laughs> Alberta. I think... Uh, but she changed her name to Miley Ray Cyrus. We've actually, this is going to annoy broomheads because we've had this conversation on the show before. I really fucked up by doing Billy Ray Cyrus. So I'm, he, Billy Ray is getting out of here. It's me, Pat, now. I'm back. Oh, hey, Pat. Nice to see you. Yeah, I can't believe Billy Ray Cyrus was here after he'd already been on Degrassi. I quit, can't even. Oh, I know, right? What? He's trying to reprise his role as the limo driver. That's the he issue. He was the limo, right, the limousine driver. He was like a fun mm-hmm. party guy. He got arrested for something yeah was he selling poppers out of his uh back of his van or something maybe poppers you know poppers i do know poppers i'm familiar with them yes what are they 
drugs, right? There was something. Not, <laughs> they they're drugs, but I couldn't tell you what kind of drugs they are. Well, I don't know much about drugs. I never did any drugs, so like I can't. Great segue. Drugs drugs are going to come up in this episode, though. Great segue. Great segue. What I in, was in many ways in both stories, drugs come up. I was talking about because ho- the drugs from drugs from the past and drugs from the present. Yeah, like the poppers, the jalapeno poppers. I was talking about jalapeno poppers. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of jalapeno poppers. They used to be my favorite thing to get from the pizza place. I love a jalapeno popper. Oh, so good. Spicy. So good. Spicy stuff, though. You know, you got you to gotta make sure. Spicy stuff, yeah. Spicy stuff. Ooh, spicy, spicy stuff. stuff. I like spicy Spooky stuff. Spooky spicy stuff. I like spicy stuff. You like it? Oh, I, I like spicy stuff. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, how you <laughs> doing, Rach? did that. How you doing, my friend? I'm... I'm I'm doing all right, pal. I've been home for a week, um, settling in. Uh, Trump had COVID-19, yeah. not yeah. any COVID, COVID-19. Yeah. Um, Maybe. It's been a week. I mean, <laughs> I think he had it. I don't, I, I think he has it. He's still sick. Um, I don't, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory, although everything, they've lied so much that it is definitely very boy who cried wolf situation woof. in this. Woof? Woof. The boy who cried wolf. Um, so, the boy who cried woof. Right, right. I got a lead. I got a lead. I'm going to be leading. I've got a lead. Sorry. I'm not supposed to do that. <laughs> We've put the kibosh on that, but I'm here. I'm doing it again. That's good, though. I'm happy. I'm happy he got COVID. <laughs> Me too. Me too. How you doing, pal? Other than being happy that Trump got COVID-19. Well, I mean, you know, it could have been, could have gone better. <laughs> I mean, I, could be worse. I guess he's not out of the woods yet, but I mean, it could have gone a little better. If we're being honest, you know what I'm saying. We know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I do. I do. I do. Saying it without saying it. Um, <laughs> but uh, but actually pretty much saying it all the same. <laughs> yeah, pretty much saying it. I wish he would die. Um, it's been good. I mean, we've had a, it's mm-hmm. been a crazy week, you know. He was uh, uh, not denouncing white supremacists one day and then... Mm-hmm. dropping mm-hmm. down i love how like this how you doing segment has now because we're like very close to the election and even it's before that it's just the political <laughs> segment <laughs> how you doing politics are affecting my daily life that's how i'm doing you know what i will say it's not politics related is we lost a a mighty giant uh we're recording this on wednesday uh yesterday we someone we've talked about on the show before because one of his band songs has titled the show we lost the great eddie van halen at 65 years old to um to cancer which is terrible and i just mm-hmm. wanted to say that a lot of yesterday while a lot of us it's been like kind of a terrible week and and the news of eddie van halen dying was of course very terrible but social media was like a light with stories from people who were uh, inspired by Eddie Van Halen, who uh, just found so much joy in what he did. And it was nice to see that kind of like outpouring of like respect for someone who um, they made, made so many people so happy. So Mm -hmm. rest in power, Eddie Van Halen. I feel bad because when Neil Pert died, I I forgot to talk about it on the show, the drummer of Rush. So I wanted to get in there and say something about Van Halen. And then I saw a tweet today that made me so mad that I didn't come up with something similar uh, regarding Van Halen. So I want to read it. It's from the comedian Sean O'Connor, who says, 
This is one of this is a great tweet. It says, I loved Van Halen so much growing up, but to be honest, I haven't listened much as an adult. But listening all day yesterday, I realized what makes them great. Every song sounds like a dog wearing sunglasses. <laughs> and I think that's as great a tribute as you can give a person who the joy yeah. of Eddie Van Halen was how much fun he had and how much joy yeah. he took in doing what he did. So see you later, Eddie. God bless. R.I.P. Anyway, but we're not here to talk about Eddie Van Halen anymore. Not today. Apparently we're jumping right up into the early 2000s this week. Heavens to Betsy. We're here to talk about Degrassi, The Next Generation, one of our favorite shows. And this is a two-parter, and we've said it that we weren't going to do two-parters this one episode, but I guess we lied. I mean, we didn't intentionally lie, <laughs> but we're just doing it the same way we always do it. We're going to do this as one episode. And Degrassi, this, these are episodes 609 and 610. They are the 109th and the 110th episodes of Degrassi, The Next Generation. But with all the two-parters like this one, we are so far behind. This is the 88th proper episode. Wow. Right? Of Degrassi. That's a ways back. Yeah, I don't think we're ever... Ca- well, I guess it would be impossible to We're never going to get to 100 episodes with a two-parter. <laughs> we're really not. Have we done 100 episodes of this show? No. No, because we've done so many of them as one episode. Right. So we're like at... It, we have but, to have a huge celebration when we get to 100. Well, we got to go back and check. Huge. Because we're huge. not... So this is like not even the 88th, though, because we did a couple of like... We did some... Uh, Yearbook episodes. episodes, so we'd have to go in there and this check. This is episode, this is episode ninety three of our podcast. Wow, so we only have a few more, and we hit a hundred. We might do it before the end of the year to, if the world doesn't fall apart. Yeah, if the world doesn't fall apart, we might make it, but we might limp into the into a hundred if. Yeah, Something happens yeah. in a couple of weeks. But anyway, this is the 88th episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation. It's called What It Feels Like to Be a Ghost. What mm-hmm. It Feels Like to Be a Ghost is a Taking Back Sunday song, switching things up a little bit. Rachel, what oh, is your favorite Taking Back Sunday song? So um, I know you normally wax poetic about every I'm single song that's about on this. this. Are you ready for oh, me to talk excited. about Taking Back Sunday for a little while? I am excited because okay. I have very little to say. Good. Um, I uh, This episode, these episodes rather, transported me back into the early 2000s very quickly because I also did a lot of coke when I was starting my band. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly um I <laughs> used to see a lot of bands uh alongside Taking Back Sunday. I did go fo- through a phase of liking them very much when their first album came out. Um Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. Um I uh, Taking Back Sunday was originally Jesse Lacey's band. Oh. If you didn't know that. I didn't. Uh so uh, there were quite a few bands who were in the Long Island hardcore scene um, of the late 90s. And uh, Taking Back Sunday was originally started by Jesse Lacey of Brand New, Eddie Reyes, um, and John Nolan, who stayed in Taking Back Sunday for a while. He was like Jesse Lacey's best friend and then was in Stray Light Run for a bit and then came back to Taking Back Sunday. Um Adam Lazara was just like a friend of theirs from from like I think he's from like North Carolina or something like that. 
And they were just like, oh, we need a new singer. Let's just get a new singer. Jesse Lacey left over a famous incident where John Nolan apparently hooked up with his girlfriend. And there are competing brand new and Taking Back Sunday songs about the incident. Um, She was 13 years old. (laughs) The Taking Back Sunday song is There's No I in Team. And the brand new song is 70 Times 7. Um, and they're great. Uh, sometimes they would perform them together, like the songs kind of uh, sung over each other. They were very mad at each other for a while. But were but, they, did they become um, friends again? Did they make up? Yeah, I think they eventually became friends again. And then uh, at some point, John Nolan left the band because I'm pretty sure that Adam Lazara slept with his sister, Michelle, who was in Stray Light Run with him. And so then he Thanks. went on to form Stray Light Run. So there's a lot of ins and outs. Um in this iteration, in this show, it's like 2006. I wasn't paying any attention to Taking Back Sunday by this point. Um, Adam Lazara is still the lead singer. He was, I think, the whole time. Um, but there's like Eddie Reyes is in the band, I think, at this point, too, in the show. I'm pretty sure he was up there. And then I didn't really recognize the other guys. Um, they also make a reference to because there was a lot of Taking Back Sunday brand new beef for a while, even though they toured together too. Um, Best beef. They brand new used to make fun of Adam Lazara because he used to swing his mic. I don't know if you ever saw Taking well, Back Sunday. Well, they made a reference he, to it tonight when Ellie's interviewing the other guy, and he said he got. They hit in the do face. do, and so brand new had a sweatshirt that had it said brand new with a mic stand next to it and then on the other side it said because mics are for singing not swinging Man, and i own that that sweatshirt as well it's like um, the blur and this- oasis rivalry <laughs> it is it is um so this really brought me back to being like 19 years old and caring about this music which it took me until a couple years ago with the me too movement to realize how much not even just Jesse Lacey, but all of these bands were so misogynistic and so shitty to women. And most of their lyrics are pretty terrible too. Like yeah, really graphic, violent things that happened to ex-girlfriends and things like that. So I look back fondly, but I also am very happy to put like a, a wide berth between me and that time period. Um, so Taking Back Sunday, I never have even heard this song, what it feels like to be a ghost um, or what's it feel like to be a ghost, uh, because this is like later than I listen to them. Um, I meant to go back today and listen to. Uh, my God, why can I? Uh, friends, <laughs> your friends, all your friends or whatever. Tell all your friends, tell all your friends. I meant to go back and listen to it today, but I didn't. Um, but I like I love that whole album start to finish. Um, killer opener. Cute it's with a that. killer opener. I listened to it today. It was a killer opener. Yeah. Cute cute without the E, cut from the team, is a great song. But all of those song titles are so like now as a 35-year-old, oh, I'm like, oh, my Jesus God. <laughs> People who take themselves so seriously. <laughs> you know how I do, but yeah. which is the opener. It was a great banger, that song. Yeah. It's a... It's a great, um, they were really good live. I've seen them many times. I'm pretty sure I interviewed them just like Ellie. I just don't really remember. I interviewed so many bands back in that time period that was in, that were in that scene that I don't remember all of my, my interviews. You interviewed her after being pretentious at a dinner party and passive aggressively mocking the love of your life's (laughs) girlfriend. Knowing me, yes, probably. That was definitely like, 
I have never identified so hard with Ellie as when she has unrequited love for someone who's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel that very strongly. Um, and I also think it's funny that, you know, thinking about Taking Back Sunday and that the guy that she's dating from the newspaper's name is Jesse, too. Oh, yeah. I wonder that if that clicked no. a little yeah. bit more for me today. So what are you picking as your favorite song after all this? Uh, um, I'm probably yeah, after all that. After all that, I'm probably going to go with um, cute without the E. Cute without. But the I can't e. I'd, I, I might, you know, put an addendum to that next week. Where I'm like, actually, I went back and listened to Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. I was going to go see if I could find a Taking Back Sunday T-shirt that I used to have. Um, but I did not go that far. Yeah. Taking Back Sunday were like just a little bit too like I. You know, I was into that music for so long, but that was like right as I was like coming out it's of a little it. Late. Yeah. Cause like the strokes had mm -hmm. happened at that point. And like, so now all that shit was really uncool. And then, and then I didn't really listen to that kind of music until 2014 when like Joyce Manor put out Never Hung Over Again and Hotelier put mm -hmm. out Home Like No Place There Is. And now that's the only music I listen to. Uh, so in my yeah. <laughs> mid to late thirties, I've got back to it, but it's yeah. far less uh, problematic now. It's, 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 well, it's, yes, much, better. it's much better. Yeah. That's good to hear. I, um, I was, I had a really weird relationship with all that kind of music. I would say like the warp tours of the early 2000s. Which is like kind right after I sort of like stopped doing, I stopped doing. Yeah. That. And I didn't, I didn't like a lot of that music. Like I hated Newfound Glory, but I remember that my, one of my, my college roommates, who's one of my very best friends, like when I met her freshman year, she was wearing a Newfound Glory t-shirt. And I was like, if she likes Newfound Glory, she right. might like other bands right. I like. You've told and I was that such story a already. Snob. Yeah, sorry. I um, I was such a snob about uh, music at that time, too. But that was what my friend that I had this uh, webzine with that we used to interview all these bands for, like, that was kind of what she was into. And then I kind of got into it by default because I was like, this is what we're doing. But we also got into that because... Good Charlotte was our local band that we used to see right. and they right. went into that right. scene. So it was kind of like, that's what the, tr the trajectory that we followed. The, um, an inch, a fun, th an interesting thing. And I'm looking to see when this movie came out. If you've never seen, uh, you know how you were talking about how this, like this, these boys were also problematic and people didn't like realize it at the time. The person who did know was Diablo Cody because uh, Jennifer's Body comes out in 2009. Have you ever seen Jennifer's Body? It's no, I haven't. I need to see incredible. it. Incredible. I'm going to see if it's streaming anywhere right and, now. Um, the, the villains are like this Taking Back Sunday-ish emo band who do like a mm -hmm. despicable, despicable act. And like she fucking knew, man. She was calling that shit out back then. I guess it was a little bit after mm -hmm. this, but that movie is so underrated. And so great. And you should see it. But okay. I'm picking as my favorite song, that first song, because I listened to the album today. And I listened to the album thinking like I was going to be like, oh, I remember this. And I didn't remember. I, I must have not. Yeah. Uh, they must have not yeah. been on my radar at all. You know how I do. I thought that was a pretty good song. Yeah, they were they were probably like they were just early enough that there was some kind of. I had more respect for them than some bands that came just after. Cause I was like, Oh, these people are all trying to be like, like taking yeah, back Sunday or big. like that and stuff like that. Um, I vaguely remember where you want to be the album that comes after, but I, I would have to cover. listen to it again. I saw the cover and I was like, Oh, I yeah. remember that cover. 
I was just thinking of Saves the Day, so I was confusing. I liked Saves the Day a lot. The uh, Who else was I big into? Uh, the Get Up Kids. Oh, my God. The Promise Ring. But I still think those bands are great, so there's that. Oh, what a preamble. What a preamble. But, folks, on to the show, the main event. Yeah. A two-parter about the return of Craig and his... Uh, apparently, his what it, what's it feel into- like to be a ghost? Yeah, That's also apparently what this episode is about. His debilitating fall into cocaine addiction in what seems like... 44 minutes? <laughs> And then he'll come back probably clean as a whistle. All good. Nothing to see here. Craig just goes through some real dark spots through this whole series, right? Yeah. First first off, his dad is like, you know. Kicks him in the ribs a bunch. Oh, my God. And then, like, the manic depression and bipolar. Well, they Uh, trust uh, him. What's his name? Jake Epstein, I think, mm -hmm. to handle all that. He does a great job. He does a great job. He does a great job. Um. Oh my. Yep. What? Yeah. Just, just the whole thing. Yeah. He comes back to town. Yeah, he's back from tour. I don't know where. What? Where was he? He was recording it, an album. Did he or? ever? He never finished school. Like, I'm very confused with what's happened with Craig. He came back and he came back and now he's doing songs sounding like fucking Jack Johnson up in here. Oh yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Jack Johnson or like one of those. I'm also so disappointed that we didn't get to hear the acoustic version of the Taking Back Sunday song that he supposedly does. That's what I thought he was going to play at the fucking show. That's what I thought he was going to play, too. And I was like, wait, you you said that he did this and you didn't ever oh. actually play it for us. He was playing <laughs> like that song. He just played that song about like chasing a whale or something. Oh my god. Yeah, so Craig Craig is back and like Manny's excited to see him. And they're all in love because they're both trying to achieve ambitious things and they've got talent and that's mm-hmm. what they love about each other apparently or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Or at least that's trying, what Craig likes about Manny. She's trying to get a role on the hit series West Lake uh West Drive. West Drive, which they then meta reference th- they make it sound like it's a Degrassi because mm-hmm. Ellie so kind of throws <laughs> with bad writing. Like Ellie, th- first of all, I-, I was a little bit like, fuck you. When Manny comes to the house and Craig is all excited that she auditioned for that show. And Ellie's just like, yeah, I guess it's fine. If you like, like melodramatic shows with bad writing, fuck you, Ellie. Ellie would hate Degrassi. Yeah. I really Ellie uh... would hate, hate, hate Degrassi. I really, Ellie got on my nerves so much in this first episode and even a lot of the second episode. (laughs) Me too. I was kind of like, did I ever like this person? Yeah. She just so like, you know, she's sitting there and talking about like, she's so snobby to like when Manny is viewing kind of the situation to Craig about everything like, oh, you know, like I love the allusions to Melville and your song lyrics and like this dinner party. Oh my God. Just... Yeah, it was it was a big boo. Like this. Okay, so Craig comes back. Manny he tells Manny that they're going to go to a dinner party at Ellie's, and immediately I'm like, who who is 18 years old and having a dinner party? 
Is that a thing? It wasn't me. It wasn't no. me. I definitely was having dinner parties by the time I was maybe like 20, but not when I was 18. Even that's fucking insane. I've never, yeah. I'm going to be honest and with also, you. I'm I never 40. Had, Go ahead. I never had that kind of dinner party where I'm sitting around talking about like young and stuff like that. And I was like, wait a second. These guys were all yeah. idiots a year ago. It, it was like, so obnoxious. I hated it. But I'm going to be honest with you. I am 40 years old. I have never once in my life been to a single dinner party. Really? I should have had you never. over. Never. <laughs> and you know what I would say? I'll pass. Thank you. No, I would have came to your dinner parties. But like, yeah. I've gone to in, like in my dinner barbecues. party, we'd, we'd probably talk about Taking Back Sunday and allusions to, you know, violently murdering young women. Yeah. <laughs> instead of Dude, so they so they go to this dinner party and everyone's making Manny feel bad because they're all like pretending to be smart and they're like mm -hmm. talking about all of the fucking and I mean that's on purpose. We're supposed to be rolling our eyes at them. That's in mm -hmm. the, that's written that way. Yeah, we're yeah. definitely supposed to be on Manny's side here. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then like Ellie says something really mean to her, or maybe Manny says something mean first. And then well, Ellie's, yeah. Ellie Manny starts it off. I mean, Manny is like already like built up about this whole thing. She's just like, Oh, like Ellie hates me. She calls her smelly mixed nudie pants. <laughs> she also <laughs> says when Craig invites her to go to the dinner party, she says, if Ellie sees me, she's probably going to poison the food. <laughs> Cause there's no, like um, everyone knows that Ellie's in love with Craig, even fresh man, Jesse. Yeah. It's really obvious. I don't know if Craig knows. Like that's the only thing that I can't figure out beforehand is if Craig I mean they knows always it. know. I, I would hope so. Deep down, um, they always know. They know what they're doing. Down. These boys, these emo boys. Oh, they're the worst. I fell for every single one of them, and that's like that's I think my whole issue with like Taking Back Sunday is a perfectly fine band. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with them, but I I was so in love with like so many horrible boys at this time in my life that it's just yeah I it just brings back all of those memories and I don't want to be there anymore. So um, this oh. dinner party though, um, Manny definitely uh said something first. She was the one who called out Ellie um about being in love with Craig still, and then that's she, when yeah. Because she goes, she said something about like being like her intro to psych class or something. And she's like, well, did they teach you about how you always like love boys oh. who don't like you back or something? Yeah, because Ellie said, well, I don't have any neuroses. Oh, and, right, right. Yes. And then that's when Manny says that. And then Ellie throws back at her. I couldn't totally understand what Ellie was saying. And I wanted to ask you if you heard what she said, that she didn't have to show her something online. And it her sounded like she boobs. said... But it sounded like brush, and I was just like, well, she what did you breasts. say? Breasts. Yeah. It sounded very odd, and I l you listened to it three times. You couldn't use context clues I... there, pal, to figure out that she was talking about when Hot Peter put the video <laughs> on her boobies? Well, no, I knew that's what she was saying, but I was just like, what word is she using? I can't understand it. You know what's also hilarious to me about that, though? Like, when that happens, mm -hmm. Is Ellie even at Degrassi? Yes, because that happens last year. That's last mm -hmm, season. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, imagine like you were graduated from school ever knowing anything that happened in your high school after that. You wouldn't. Yeah. I, I don't know anything that happened in my high school after I left. But that's another story for the day because that's not what happened. Yeah. So, but before, 
before the dinner party, Craig has a concert or a show. Uh, it seemed very That's before the dinner party. It's before oh, the man, dinner I party. I really jumped quick. I, I couldn't wait oh, to talk okay. about this the, hot the dinner, dinner party. We, well, we can talk about the dinner party for the rest of this episode for all <laughs> I care because it is, <laughs> it is great. But before that, Craig is in town because he's got a show somewhere. And it's apparently the same place that Take You Back Sunday plays and also the same place that Kid Elric played before because they only have one set that they use for concerts. And also like the only people in the audience are people that he knows. Yeah, is it a bringer it, show? <laughs> so it was like Jimmy's there and Spinner and they're like into the music and oh, Spinner uh, was vibing on that music Spinner was really vibing on it Ooh, he's like um, catching a whale yeah and what happens is that before the show Manny goes backstage to see she goes with um Emma and Sean she goes backstage to see what's up with Craig and he's doing coke and we all know the signs for doing coke yeah. It's that you're leaning over a table. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> if you're leaning <laughs> and you're over, sniffing and something. you snort something real good. Yeah. yeah I have it. never done coke, but I have. I know the sign. I know what I'm looking for. You Someone, can tell. You know what. You yeah. know what. You know what the telltale Someone's signs. Someone's leaning are. over something. Someone's leaning over something, and you hear a big whiff. Chan- mm-hmm. Well, it could be Adderall. To it be could fair. be. But let's fair. be honest. It's it's going to be the obvious thing. They're not going to they're not going to reach to the less I, obvious I, thing. I didn't remember that there was a, obviously a Craig Coke storyline. And when she walked in and he was doing that rail, I cheered. I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> this is so great. I knew it was going to be a classic. I was like, this is both great and incredibly obvious. The only time that I actually cheered was when Taking Back Sunday was in the second episode. And I heard that she had an interview with them. I was like, they're actually in this. That's why it's called this. And I knew that they made an appearance at some point in the show, but I didn't know when it was. They might come back for all I know. I think there's more Adam Lazara stuff later on. I don't want to be haunted by the ghost. I want to be haunted by the ghost of your precious. No, Shane McGowan. That's not (laughs) different person. Shane McGowan and um, Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, but it freaks Manny out that he's doing coke, which it should, rightly so. Like, I mean, yeah. it's not like plenty of people do coke and can handle it. Craig can't handle anything. Well, not so. anyone on Degrassi <laughs> certainly can't. No one can just recreationally use a drug every once no, in a while on this show. I mean, it has to become all- their entire being. Yeah, all of the show has been about, like, remember that time that Ashley did ecstasy? Like, oh, oh my God. God. Her life was ruined forever after that. Yeah, she honest, totally ruined all of her friendships for like six months because of That's doing right. E once. And remember when Sean took a sip of four ounces of white wine? Oh, <laughs> oh my man. God, that was terrible. It was terrible. I do think I should point out Sean's uh, muscles. Oh yeah, he he is a, appearing in the beginning of this episode briefly. He is a beefcake. <laughs> Sean is a real beefcake, dude. Sean Compared to is the emo boys, I was like, I should have been into that and not yes. into the emo boys. Ah, oh, those skinny you know, mascara Sean wearing is, emo boys. I know Sean was emotionally stunted, but at least he wasn't abusive. <laughs> These guys, is, I mean, oh, yeah. Craig is so emotionally abusive. He's emotional and like he needs that power. And like that yeah. wasn't Sean's deal. Like Sean pissed me off last week, but Sean is just like yeah. insecure. And then he realized yeah, yeah. it and he was like a sorry. And that's when like, so uh, later on, Manny's talking about how what, she says something about like, 
how he vibes so much with Ellie and like, they don't have as much in common anymore. And, and Emma was like, well, what I've learned is if you want to, be with the guy you got to take the flaws see cameron comma sean i love when she mm-hmm. does that shit is so funny <laughs> i love emma and manny's relationship i just wish that manny even though she lives with emma and maybe sean that she could be like open enough about the fact that craig is doing coke or that she sees craig doing coke and like talk about it but that wouldn't give us any story right like, there'd be no right. plot then Emma and Manny are the beating heart of the show. Their friendship is the beating heart. Oh, of the for show. sure. And it has been since day one. When I also wanted to point out before the dinner party, when Manny is relaying to Craig her sort of like insecurity about how she's not smart enough. Mm-hmm. Craig was like Craig goes, You're you know, you're you're smart. You're you're just not book smart. <laughs> He's God, fucking negging her. And I was like, Fuck a, you. Such a dick. That is negging. I didn't even think about yeah. that. You just you're just not book smart. You're bright. Whenever anybody tells a woman that they're bright, I want to sh- fucking strangle them. Anyone who says tells someone that they're not book smart is just being an asshole. Like it's yes. just not there's no need to do that. Bright is something you call a fucking 3-year-old. It's not something you I mean obviously these aren't adults, but like I hear that word sometimes like even mm-hmm. in like working settings we'll be like, "Oh, yeah. she's so bright." Don't fucking say bright. <laughs> like, that is offensive. Not enough people yeah. get as offended by bright as I do, but it's like, fuck you. That's it's all because of bullshit. bright from Everwood, right? That's why you don't like it. <laughs> no, I love bright from Everwood. Are you kidding me? I love bright from Everwood. But no one would call him bright. No. <laughs> there are a few people in the few television characters I love more than bright from Everwood, to yeah. be quite honest. Certainly yeah. not fucking the lead of Everwood. What was his name? Micah? Ephraim. Ephraim. <laughs> Micah. Remember how much I hate? Remember, and remember how uh, I, I so loved much. Ephraim so much. This is my problem. You see what? The, I think this I is took a little bit of glee in hating him because you liked him so much. Mm-hmm. Same with Craig. And you would, you would. No, I like Craig. Mm-hmm. Even though I think he's a complete asshole in these episodes, but oh, he's yeah. under the power, the fierce power of cocaine. cocaine. That's sweet, what sweet. What eighteen-year-old? What eighteen-year-old picks coke? What eighteen-year-old can afford coke? I guess he's so rich from touring and making all his Jack Johnson records. Yeah, chasing whales. <laughs> so many Jack Johnson records. Um, and drowning or some shit. Yeah. So the dinner, so, then the dinner party, and then the dinner party happens. Um, and then Manny runs off after this, you know, tiff with Ellie, and so Craig had told her before about the drugs that it just helps give him a little bit of confidence. So she's like, I think I need a little bit of confidence too. So he gives her some coke, and she does coke. This was and the she second time is, I cheered. <laughs> she is bubbly as fuck. Like Dude. she can't stop talking. It was, I, I was watching this and I was like, I'm being, Manny is the only person at this dinner party I want to hang out with. Coked up Manny is the best. She's everything that's like, when people do coke, they can be like the most horrible, annoying people mm-hmm. in the whole world, or they can the be best. like Manny. Yeah. <laughs> She's just the best. She's talking a mile a minute. She's like hugging Craig and kissing him. Everything Manny does, even Coke, is the best. She's like knocking plates off and, and things like that. But oof, yeah, it's a lot. 
and both of them. And Craig is also flying high too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But not as he's not as bubbly as Manny. So no. What happens next? So it's the next morning. Manny That's runs right. out of the house. Mm-hmm. Ellie comes upstairs with an extra coffee for Craig. Ugh, in Manny. a robe. I mean Ellie. Yeah. Ugh, I was like, come on, Ellie. Um, You've got a boyfriend. And she finds um, his cocaine, and she he tells her that it's Manny's cocaine. And she believes him. Of course. Mm-hmm. Because A, why would he lie? But also B, Manny was more obviously like on coke than he was, I would say. I mean, they were both pretty obviously on coke, yeah. if I'm being, yeah. if we're being yeah. fair. Yeah. And that's what Freshman Jesse tells Ellie. He's just, mm-hmm. dude. Freshman Jesse has lived a life and he has seen addicts and he knows he's like, he called them Tweedledee and Tweedledum. And she's like, no, no, no. Craig told me it was Manny's. He's not on Coke. Like, I know him. She's like, girl, like, she is definitely Frostman Jesse is not nearly as bad as I thought he was going to be. No, he's not. And also, like, Ellie definitely called him boss man at the beginning of this episode, too. And I was just like, boss man. Boss man and Frosh. Boss, boss man, man and the Frosh. That would have been a fun <laughs> spinoff show. Boss, boss man and the That's a radio morning show. Boss man and the frosh. Boss man and the frosh. Oh my god, that's so true. The zoo, the morning zoo crew. You're here at WXPW. Boss man and the frosh. Ninety-eight point six. That's a lot of W's. They're they're very hard to say. What did I say? WXPW. Yeah. WXPW. Ninety-eight point six with boss man and the frosh. Boss man and the frosh. Um, Jesse sees right through this. And he's like, hey, Taking Back Sunday is in town. You got to interview them. And she's like, oh, but I also want to interview Craig. And I also got to keep Craig away from Manny because it's clearly my job to keep him away from the bad influence, which like Manny is Craig is the bad influence. Ellie, when will you get that through your thick skull in 20 more minutes? Yeah, like, just wait. <laughs> wait, wait, 20 more minutes. It's only taken years, but in 20 minutes she will get there. The the the, the minute I knew that Frashman Jesse was not necessarily a great newspaper editor was mm-hmm. when he accepted the pitch ellie's pitch to do a story about craig like who, fuck, yeah. who cares who gives a shit yeah no one knows who this guy is mm-hmm. he's nobody he's a nobody yeah. she was gonna um, write a story the a day in the life of craig manning so ellie tries to balance interviewing craig who is cleaning out joey's garage because joey is moving to calgary and this is why we're not seeing joey jeremiah at all um, they didn't want to pay him 20 bucks to show up for a hot second. It's easier to just talk about him. Um, I know. I know. Which is so but they sad. could pay Snake the $20 to be in that last scene of the Scene, episode. right? I know. It was so unnecessary. Um, so Ellie is like running late to go interview Taking Back Sunday. So she brings Craig along. Yeah, but do, I just do want to point out, she asks him a question about, like, what's it like to come home? And Craig says, as a musician, I always say, home is where your guitar is. <laughs> and then she's like, but you left your guitar here, so <laughs> isn't this home? <laughs> what an asshole. I mean, in the but, good way. I love him. Yeah. What was even better, though, was that uh, Froshman Jesse texted 
Ellie and said, taking back Sunday. He wrote out the full taking back Sunday, but then used the letter R waiting. Waiting. And I was like, if you're going to abbreviate something in that sentence, I would think that R is not the word. (laughs) TBS. TBS R waiting. TBS Superstation. Exactly. I, I used to call them TBS all the time, like in writing, in I text you, messages. It was T90s. You know, you don't want to spend yeah. all that time texting that out. Yeah, but I bet you he was, He thought she'd be, he, she'd be, she'd confuse him yeah. with the network, TBS, the yeah. network. Yeah, I mean, like, TBS. The Turner, Turner Broadcasting Systems are waiting? What? Taking Back Sunday is TBS. Brand New is BN. Good Charlotte is GC. The starting line is TSL. Who else was... Who else was in that? I they were all abbreviations. They were all abbreved. Abbreved. <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to say this. <laughs> they were abbreved. Um, yeah. So she goes. Jesse is not happy about this situation, but he's holding the it together. Freshman Jesse. Um, Ellie does a terrible job starting this interview, um, and then she just like talks to Adam Lazara, and it's awkward because. You know, they're a band. They can't act. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was pretty yeah. bad. It was pretty terrible. Um, no Nina Dobrev. But she's... <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so she's kind of <laughs> trying to say, like, oh, this is my friend Craig. He's a singer-songwriter. Craig, you can't go see Manny. And, like, kind of throws off this whole interview by having Craig play his Taking Back Sunday cover to them. And she's supposed to interview them each individually, which, like... <laughs> I did a lot of band interviews in my time. I never interviewed people individually. It was this Rolling Stone. I know, right? They gave you whoever was available and you had a half hour max if you were lucky. Yeah. And sometimes you didn't even have that. Um, Yeah. But it was whoever. What were you influenced by? Is that what you ask them all the time? That's the questions you would ask. So who are your influences? Really, it was just a ploy to get into concerts for free. (laughs) I went to most concerts for free for a huge portion of my life, which is why I don't go to concerts anymore. I don't want to pay for that shit. And I don't want to go if I don't have a pass either. All right. You're so cool. (laughs) I'm so cool. You're so rad. I'm Um, such a smelly mix. Not his snooty pants. (laughs) I love that. I love Manny. <laughs> Just call me that anytime I'm snobby now. Smelly McSnooty pants. Smelly McSnooty pants. So, um, wh- the interview. So, That's yeah, what they're, we were so on. she's doing the interview. Um, and then Taking Back Sunday offers Craig, they're going to like stop playing. Do a split set or something? <laughs> like, yeah. how many songs do you have? I guess at this point they had like three albums. So, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, there was a phase that I saw brand new where instead of doing an encore, they did a split set. So I guess this and was so a they thing. did they did like a half half and they didn't do an encore because they were real full of themselves. It was like when they thought they were like secret roast. And did they have um, like local uh, single no, song? No, there, come it was up it just play? an actual like intermission between. They didn't have local singer songwriters come up and play songs about chasing whales. No, no. Mm. So many Melville allegories. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, I never read Moby Dick, so I don't even know. <laughs> I mean, come on. I didn't either, but They're I'm just saying throwing like, references you, in there. Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's a, a whale thing. Yeah. It's a whale thing. Drowning. She says something about drowning. 
So after the whole thing happens and she doesn't, she can't do the interview with Adam Lazaro because he's got to do the, uh, the station hit mm-hmm. with the band. So she goes back to see Freshman Jesse and she's like, apologies. She's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, oh, whatever, you know, I know you're in love with Craig. It's obvious. And then she was like, yeah. And she's go ahead. He says to her, um, Craig keeps crapping on you and you keep going back for more. Yeah. He also accuses Craig of jonesing for Coke. It's like, I had a friend who was an addict. Hey, seriously, Ellie, I had a friend who's an addict. And like, I know what telltale signals are. The telltale signals of what? Just rambling incoherently? Yeah. I gotta say, uh, Jesse and Maddie O do not look that different. They're just like no, white guys similar, with brown right? hair. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all you need is a puka shell necklace and you'd be ready to go. <laughs> different character. So Craig is now a complete 100% cokehead. He's like, can't oh, function yeah. without it. He is... Who they go this taking back Sunday concert happens and he is a fucking disaster. Yeah, Whereas before, before he was doing Coke What? But before before that? Before the concert. Uh-huh. Manny dumps him because mm-hmm. he's doing too much Coke. She runs out of the house, mm-hmm. runs into Ellie. Ellie's like, you're the one doing the Coke. And Manny's like, uh, obviously I'm not, you fucking schmuck. Go see your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you can have him. Yeah. She goes upstairs. She catches Craig doing Coke. And now everybody is like, oh, no. Craig is really mm-hmm. like the son of Degrassi. And everyone like revolves around him. Like, he's just so much. Yeah. Pulls so much Everyone focus. loves him, but he is such a mess. It's funny because when he was performing his like solo show early and all of the mm-hmm. people that were there and I was like, oh, he's like fucked every one of these people. <laughs> like, or not fucked, I but know, like every right? one of them has been in love spinner. with Spinner. Ellie, <laughs> Spinner, of course, the big, the classic Spinner bone. Emma was definitely in love with him early on. Yeah. Manny, uh, Matt, Melissa McIntyre, Stacey Farber. Mm-hmm. The only one who was never in love with Craig was the best ever, Paige. Mikhail Chuck. Paige knows better. That's yeah. why. So she goes up and she's, and she's like, Craig, you have to stop doing Coke. And he's like, whatever. Uh, I'm going to do Coke. And I don't know. So then they cut to the concert mm-hmm. and they cut to Craig backstage in the green room. And he's, oh, no, 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 no. Fuck. I'm skipping a big thing. A- Ellie says, if you should, you got to come with me to my group because she's in the group for cutting. Mm, He'll help you stop doing coke. He doesn't show up, so she's upset. Yeah, and he does show up, but after it starts, and so he decides not to go in. So then Ellie goes to the concert. She goes to see Craig backstage, and Craig looks like a zombie. Like his eyes are so. Oh my god! I, yeah, like they really made him up to like look like he was much more of a drug addict than he actually was. I laughed so hard, like it was so. No, I was like, what happened in this day? Not even a day. It was probably like six hours. Like, yeah. <laughs> what happened in this short period of time that you look like this now? So. She goes backstage and he's, she's like, you got to stop doing this. If you don't stop doing this, I'm going to tell Joey. And then she said, he tells her he loves her. And she mm-hmm. says, I love you. And they kiss. Pretty good kiss. And then she's like, he's like, please don't tell Joey. And don't make me stop doing coke. And she gets so pissed. She's like, Craig, you're using me. Yeah. 
that kiss made me so mad immediately because I was like, he's just he doesn't love. I mean, I if he loves her or pretty... not is like not even the point. It it made me mad just because I knew that he was literally trying to get her to not tell Joey. Right. Pretty good kiss though. Pretty hot, steamy kiss. I thought. As far as the kisses go, Ooh, it might be a best kiss contender. Kiss o meter. That was a pretty hot, steamy kiss. Sli- I saw some saliva. <laughs> like when they pulled apart, mm-hmm. I saw like a drool line. Ooh, that's how you I know it's a good that. one. That's how you know you got a good one. Yeah, going. you got to look for that drool line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes out to perform the song, and a big part of me was like, I hope he just fucking nails the song. Oh. I hope he nails it. Before, before, well, I also was hoping that he was going to play the fucking Taking Back Sunday cover that they talked about in the previous. Well, would you uh, have like known? Ten minutes. Yeah, I mean that this was a Craig song. I feel like we've no, this totally, it's the song he performs at the fucking Dot Marie Jones, which is not yeah, where he performs yeah. it, but. Um, but there, uh, before, before he goes out to perform, Ellie says that she or they, or he will do whatever it takes. And I don't remember what the context was to, because I watched it to not have today. to stop doing Coke. I believe. Yeah. I yeah, thought the same Whatever thing. it takes but to get him to stop. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. This show should make it mandatory that if that line is in the episode no matter what the context they have to sing it mm-hmm. so even though it's like a very dramatic yeah. line you, know, make, <laughs> you will do whatever it takes to stop not have to stop doing coke <laughs> no matter what i don't care how dramatic it is they oh should always God. have to sing it or now <laughs> they should like mount and then, the instrumental version Bing bong. so so for how short and how fast how short the episode is and how fast everything happens. They really stay on Craig playing on stage and his nose bleed for so fucking long. Like his nose starts bleeding and then they just agonize over making you really realize how embarrassing it is. And he realizes it. And then he just stays there. (laughs) Two thoughts. What? (laughs) Yes. I was hoping that he would just nail the song and like, he mm-hmm. wouldn't have to stop doing cocaine. Like he would just go out there and he'd be so fucking good <laughs> that it wouldn't matter. That's how I would have written that piece. Yeah. Yeah. My second thought, yeah. um, of course, and as it starts and he's doing it, I was like, oh, that's what's going to happen. And then, of course, his nose starts mm-hmm. bleeding. And mm-hmm. that would not like signify anything bad. Like if that happened to like a rock star, it would be like cool. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, every, like taking back Sundays, like whispering about him. Could you imagine? Like taking back Sunday weren't like yeah. fucking blowing rails in the back. I know. I was going to say, I was like, you know, I don't know them well enough personally to say whether that's true or not, but like, come on. Like they were in a <laughs> yeah, band. Everyone, it's very likely. <laughs> everyone in the audience was just appalled that the rock singer might have been doing cocaine. Like, who cares? Or maybe he just had a nosebleed. Like, that's <laughs> also true. That's also true. My um my favorite uh my favorite cocaine uh uh what's the word I'm looking for gossip my favorite cocaine gossip was about um a woman who used to be on EastEnders in the UK and she was on it and then she left because she had a drug problem and she came back much later but supposedly she lost the bottom part of her nose and there were all these pictures in like the daily mail and stuff like that that were like of her missing like part of her nose from doing so much coke is it real i don't know i never figured it out because i don't i mean how accurate are those papers i 
<laughs> on the media bias scale, I'm pretty sure they're low on the believable part. Yeah, they're so. coming out daily. You know, you got to trust it. Yeah. The yeah. fake news media. The fake news media. We've got to defeat the fake news media. I like that I'm doing them like the fake news media. A little bit of a flamboyant. <laughs> yeah, that's a definitely a different little voice. flamboyant streak in him. <laughs> that is not Trump. That's somebody God else. Bless. Oh um, no! Don't God bless him. God spite him. God kill him. God kill him with COVID. Him. Um. So this kind of wraps up with. Uh, I couldn't believe it didn't Shyler Stone on him with like the butt the bloody, the bloody nose. <laughs> but they were like, no, no, no. We got to wrap this up. So and we got to pay Snake those twenty bucks for showing up and just standing in the Poor distance Snake. and not making any comments. Snake Poor like Snake. takes his job um, very, very to heart. He really cares about these kids. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he does. But this is like not in a teacher role. This is in a Joey's best friend role, oh, I think. Right, Joey. I always yes, I forgot. <laughs> of course that's why Snake is there. I was told Craig isn't a student there anymore. <laughs> I know. That's why I was like, wow, Snake is such a good guy. And he still he is. Cares. Yeah. 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 Um so he's going to rehab because he's been a coke addict for yeah. six days. <laughs> So he's going to get sent back and and uh, need to go back and, and sort that shit out. Yeah. Um, and Snake, Ellie is like, I am not dealing with this. Ellie does a really good job of like being great. like, nope, nope, I'm not listening to this. Um, and walking away from the situation. Yes. And uh, Craig's like, okay. And he's like, she's like, Snake is going to get you on that plane, not me. Yep. Like, Yeah, and he does tell her, he's like, what I said I meant, I do love you. And she was like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. No, yeah, follow shit. I don't want to hear it. Murder I don't know threat. if I would believe anything that he said. No, he's a liar. I'm a liar, Rollins band. Because <laughs> I kind of wonder if he's just like going this way and that way for like, you know, Manny or Ellie or whoever, you know, whatever is going to get him what he wants. Yeah, he's with all the, the, the prettiest ladies on the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. Except for Paige. Yeah. They Shiler Stone over a dejected snake standing behind a crestfallen I wanna catch up. Jake Epstein. I want to catch up to that. Oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> what, the Shiler Stone? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have it on this other computer over here. <laughs> and it, that was a barn burner of an a, an a story, I thought. Oh, it was a barn burner of an A story, but I couldn't figure out how much the title was relevant to the A story or to the. Before we get to this, though, can I just can can I just say I do want to say two things about the A story before we move on from it. They are very we've already mentioned the one meta bit where Ellie talks about it being like a high school melodrama show with bad writing, but they also like Mm -hmm. uh, criticize East West end Westlake. What's it called? Westlake West drive West drive for being such an issue of the week show, which obviously they're commenting Mm -hmm. on Degrassi, which I love. But then I also want to talk about, at the dinner party, one more time, the greatest dinner party in okay. the history of dinner parties. Oh yeah, the the greatest dinner party of all time. When they before Manny gets to do cocaine, and they're all talking about like neurosis and young and all that shit, and they ask they ask Manny's opinion, and she just goes, uh, "Someone told me Woody Allen was a perfect on screen <laughs> neurotic." I caught that too. To which I was like, your commenting saying this is bad writing is false. That was hilarious. 
Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. love Woody Allen because they've also referenced Ellie has referenced Annie Hall, the Beowulf line. They love Woody Allen on this. Yeah, convention. yeah. They love Woody Allen. So I wasn't sure if the title <laughs> "What's It Feel Like to Be a Ghost" was really about Craig or if it was more about the B story. Hard to say because. You know, Hot B story in this one too. I know, and the B story actually continued through both, which is partly why I fought for the let's record both together. It just makes sense. I mean, you didn't have to fight for it. I said, I said, okay, what should hey. we do? You said we should do it, and I was like, okay. <laughs> it was like a real like I put up a fight. It was a real easy fight. It was like, yeah, it was a uh, like an exhibition. I brought out the uh, the pumpkin ale for uh, mm-hmm. for the the basic bitch B story. I loved this episode, the whole thing, because the B story is great, too. We've yeah. got a lot of information. This is going to end up with JT getting a hot knife right in his belly. This is like the end of... Fum butter, fum butter, fum butter, then he's a hot knife, Fiona Apple. This is like the end of what JT we're going to see. Like, he's going to die very soon. I'll be honest with you. I thought it was going to happen in this episode. I was like, is he going to die in this fucking episode already? Because then he would be a ghost. It doesn't, it's not a question, it's not, it's not a question anymore. It is, it's, it's not a theoretical question anymore. It's a real question. <laughs> What's it feel like to be I a ghost? I want to be haunted by the ghost. I want to be haunted of your precious love. That's Sinead O'Connor at that part. And then <laughs> Shane McGowan goes, of your precious love. Shane McGowan's the best. Shane McGowan and Sinead O'Connor did a song together? Yeah, it's called Haunted. It's a beautiful song. Look it up. You'll love it. Ooh, that sounds very spooky. Haunted. Uh, yeah, it's a really kind of a lovely love song, mm-hmm. but it's Shane McGowan being very Shane McGowan. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I love that song. You're going to love it. I can't wait for you to hear it. Mm-hmm. Text me after you listen to I it. I will. Oh, if I remember. I'll text it to you. Please do. Um, So this B story is all about Mia and JT and Liberty. And Liberty and Toby. And, and Danny and Derek mm-hmm. and Lakehurst and Bella, just briefly. <laughs> and Bella. and daycare. Uh, Do you want to talk shit about the the baby Bella? Again, Bella, or? who is the less cute Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> she is though. Hazel is pretty cute. I have to say, Hazel is pretty cute, but Bella looks a lot like our friend's kid Hazel. It's it's uncanny. Goes, it's Shane kind of goes, You got a way of walking. And then Shane McGowan goes, You got a way of talking. <laughs> that it doesn't seem good. like a match made in heaven to me. <laughs> no, but it works. It totally, totally works. Mm-hmm. Like I'm doing it like goofily, mm-hmm. but like she's, yeah, it's very much like beauty and mm-hmm. ugly, but like it, you, I can't wait for you to hear this. I can't believe never heard it. It's yeah. Great. So this B story starts off with uh, Bella is at school with Mia because she was sick and so she had to get her from daycare, which you're familiar with this experience. If your kid is sick, they can't stay. And what are you supposed to do when you're a student and you got to go to school and you got to give a presentation and you can't? You got to bring her to school with you, I guess, I suppose. I suppose. And uh, JT is very affirming and is like, you know, I'll watch Bella. And why don't you go do your presentation? Go bend it like Beckett is what he says. To also time this well. (laughs) I think it was an English presentation. It was for Miss Kwan's class. So. Lin Lin Lu. Lin Lin Lu. Mm hmm. Um. 
So, yeah. And so she's like, oh, all enamored with JT. So they decide to have a date later at the dot. She's like, you're not like any boy I've ever met. He's like every boy you've ever met. They're just all slightly different. Sending you a text message. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so uh, so JT can't believe that she had, that there's no date character grassy. <laughs> so he's gonna fight for it. That's the picture we have to have. <laughs> it was like looking in the mirror. I'm, I'm gonna. It's use... actually the better part. The better part is right before that, like before Ellie's actually in the room. Yeah. Okay. In the room. The room. Yeah, the room. What do you mean? Who's in the room? Who are you with in the room? Ah! Uh, uh, before Ellie even comes into the room, I come on into the room, I put a suck on the door, you can do all the cocaine you want. I was like, how many times do I have to say the room before? <laughs> yeah, the room. The room. Um, so, Mia goes to the dot for a special date. Liberty and Toby are hanging out there. Uh, Tobes. Tobes having a date uh not a date they're just hanging out like friends um liberty yeah. is just so mad at jt still about what happened but yet blames him for being irresponsible when he wasn't the irresponsible one necessarily yeah liberty's whole thing is hard to deal with here i think not i i feel for her i feel for her but she's also kind of wrong i think like yes jt did deal prescription drugs and yes he did uh overdose on those drugs whether he tried to kill himself is debatable i gotta say she claims he tried to commit she claims suicide. him That's what she um said. so she tells mia all of this stuff she tells her all about um the baby, the baby the adoption the drugs and the suicide attempt slash overdose um and i don't know I, I, I'm reluctant to call it a suicide attempt because it didn't really come off that way in the show that that was what well, the intention was. Well, but we didn't was. know. We didn't know. Now it's been confirmed. Yeah. And then Liberty's just like, oh, he didn't tell you all this stuff? Let me just be a real dick about Con- this and ruin your, your relationship. But I mean, when do you- dr- like a seventh grade Catholic. When do you, when do you drop that information is my question. Yeah, Mia. Yeah, she definitely was trying to do it to sabotage me and JT's relationship. She's upset. She sees mm-hmm. JT being like, I'm sure she's having regrets a little bit. Like, oh, look, maybe he could have been a good dad. Maybe we could have made it work. I know me- her head knows that that's probably not the case. Mm-hmm. But seeing her him now with like a girl with a kid, I'm sure mm-hmm. is just bringing up a whole lot of feelings. I yeah. I, I she definitely goes about it in a very mean and horrible way. Yeah. But, you know, she's dealing with a lot of feelings. Yeah. Dealing with the feeling better. Stop. Continue. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> so JT um, is it kind of, you know, Mia's pissed off at JT, but he's also like, you know, I think De- he kind of warms her back up to him and stuff. And it's saying that, like, Degrassi really needs a daycare. It's not a bad idea, honestly, and it's not just for students, also for teachers. But I mean, like, I well, don't really know. Well, for teachers, he he does say that he says yeah. for teachers and students. Yeah, so he brings it up. Go ahead. Oh no, no, I did. I'm sorry. It's timing. No, nothing. Nothing. No. Okay. 
I was going to say he brings it up at the meeting, at the school meeting where Liberty's the president. Mm -hmm. and he, student council, that's what that's called. Student council. Yeah, yeah. And he says, I, I, what about a daycare for uh, students at Degrassi? And Liberty's immediately like, absolutely not. That's a terrible idea. You're only doing this for one person. There's only one person with a kid. So she is right, I think. She's right, but also like, you know, maybe Liberty didn't have to give her baby up for adoption. If that weren't the case. Hey, everybody. My son, Max, is here. Max, say hello to everybody. Hello. Say hello, everybody. Hello. Hello, broomheads. Say hello, broomheads. Nope. All right. Next. Moving on. Wait. All right. Just Sorry. Just hear me out. I was like, let me put this mute, the sound on, and then I can at least like maybe catch up with some episode and see if I ever forgot anything. Mm -hmm. It should be noted that JT has the thickest, like, Canadian oat tubes. tubes. Yeah. Oat tubes, tubes, oat. Sorry. Oot a boot. A boot. He's um, very... Yeah, but Liberty very, just shuts him down without even hearing his whole proposal for the student council meeting. And she just keeps calling him a man-child. Like, no one can see JT as an adult, even though he's actually done some very adult things in this show. She doesn't want to hear his ill-researched schemes. Yeah. No, no ill research schemes for student council when Liberty's president. Oh, God, I'm COVID. I'm yeah, back, yeah. Back, so back to the dinner party. <laughs> I should just watch that scene again. That's one of the great scenes in Degrassi history. Mm -hmm. um, so she turns him down. There's no daycare going to happen. She said he's he sees her later and he's just like, You don't want to see me happy. Mm -hmm. She doesn't really deny it. I don't think that she does want to see him happy because she's unhappy. Yeah. Uh, and I, but I, I don't do... think that she'll be happy either because she can't let go what happened last year. But she's still mad at him about that. I think she's still mad at him about that, but I also think she's just like dealing with a lot and she doesn't really have anybody to talk to, I think, which makes she me doesn't sad. have any friends except for Tobes. 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 Like, she, I mean, but she, used she to doesn't be hang out with, with Manny and she it, don't see her hanging out with him anymore. I know, but she needs somebody to talk to because she's dealing with this whole thing about giving away her kid, which I'm sure comes with. This yeah. lack of friendship is all up on the writer's shoulders because they really can <laughs> <laughs> never be friends with anyone. We never see Liberty true. with anyone. She's only looking like angrily at JT from a distance this season. You know what else I notice about these shows? This is a sort of a soapbox that I'm about to get on. And okay, I'm ready for it. Two hours into recording this, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to go long on it because I'm pro <laughs> there'll probably be better examples of this. Yeah. But I watch these, ep I watch the show so much and it's like, we're always talking, I guess that it's not so fair because I also talk about hating Sean, mm -hmm. but I don't think that they, I don't think I'm supposed to hate Sean. I just mm -hmm. think I'm a weirdo who mm -hmm. does. A lot of these shows have a real hard time. Uh, they just kind of want you to hate women. Like all the characters we're talking about doing like irritating or annoying things are always the girl. It's always Ashley. It's mm -hmm. always Ellie in the situation or it's Manny being like, you know, doing something we don't I, like. And, and I mean, it's like Liberty. Yeah. And how many times do we like say, Oh, spinners are favorite. Even though spinners done some real, even though he things. does 
they they take such good care of those of the guy and that's tv as all tv yeah. is like obsessed with you hating women women yeah and it's like yeah they make so short to be very precious about but then again they do i think take care in like someone like Paige, mm -hmm. who you sort of do love unabashedly mm -hmm. even though she's got rocky things too yeah but i just think of like especially the way they portray uh ashley oh my god and yeah people hate ashley so not much. taking care of it all they no. don't take care they give her no good stuff and it's like liberty is either like being a goofy funny character that we love or like just being mean to poor jt yeah you know? yeah yeah exactly just like so anyway i just was thinking about that tv is obsessed with uh, uh its viewers not liking women <laughs> it's very true it's very true so we need to do better tv writers of america give your female characters as much nuance as you give the male characters yeah so, and a lot of them like manny has nuance and, and they yeah. all do but like you remember just like they don't like take for like a periphery character someone like hazel who they took no care of. oh like, my god they took no care of hazel and like she just disappeared now from the show like without any real thing she went off to college yeah. and we'll never see her again like terry just yeah. was gone off the show concussion but they're so gone. careful with i mean there were perfect example like they tried to make rick they did a good job at making rick sympathetic at points mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where but you they felt sorry for rick but they really don't do that with their female characters at all they don't do it as well as good a job as well as yeah i will agree um i will agree yeah anyway, let's get back to yeah back, yeah so that's that kind of wraps up the first episode and then the second episode we introduce the lakehurst kids again nick oh my god i kind of loved nick from lakers because he's just so ridiculous the lakers hey, gang is just oh my god so unintimidating and yeah. like i loved it's the they see he sees toby it's like lakers has declared war on your school it's like what why your mascot friend it's what's his name nick nick yeah <laughs> Nick and then the guy with the long blonde hair who then ends up at Degrassi and becomes like a beloved character. Yeah. And then uh and the Limp Biscuit t-shirt guy. There's a guy wearing a Limp Biscuit mm -hmm. t-shirt. Because he did it all for the nookie. Yeah. So we start off, I mean, we introduce like Derek and Danny into the storyline by Danny saying that he wants to be known as LL Cool D from now on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, not really. And then, like, yeah, these Lakers kids declare war on their school because of... Apparently, Nick is Mia's ex. I don't know if he's the baby daddy. I was wondering the same thing. Yeah. He is... I guess we'll find out. He is a piece of work. I liked when they introduced him in that other episode with the fight over the basketball stuff. Um, yeah. That was pretty great. Uh, but you this think he's just, hot. I feel like you think he's hot. I think he's such a bizarre character. I can't, uh, I can't get over it. It's just so weird. There's something so weird about him to me. And I don't know if it's how he talks or his conviction or how he looks, but it might be a combination of all three of them. His conviction. His con he is he so dead set on like beating these kids up for like no reason. But yeah, I mean, this is a kind of weird, like I enjoyed every second of this episode where it brings in the Lakehurst element to the whole JT thing um, where JT decides that he's going to be a man because this is how men stand up and they fight other people 
toxic masculinity. Yeah, you hate that stuff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but like me is like JT. This is why I broke up with Nick because he's a toxic masculinity asshole. Yeah, exactly. And like Jimmy and Spinner come in as the wide elder elders, and they're like, you know, violence never solves anything, guys. Like, yeah, because Derek and Danny are so they've agreed to meet at five o'clock because mm-hmm. JT goes to confront them, mm-hmm. and then he calls. Nick calls me a slut and he's like, I'm going to fight you. Let's meet at five o'clock after the school. And and so Derek and Danny start making flyers uh, announcing the rumble that's going to happen at five o'clock after school, which was pretty. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. So they go it's to the some rumble. West Side right. Story shit. It's great. Your favorite show. West Side oh, Story. I love West Side Story. Da-na, Don't even get da-na, me started. Oh my God. There's so many great songs from West Side Story. <laughs> There's so many you great songs from Cause I need a man And my heart is set on you That one mm-hmm, That's a great one Don't cry for me Argentina <laughs> the truth is I... Did you see that Patty Lupone tweeted uh, When Trump tweeted that picture of himself After he took his mask off And it looked like Evita Oh no I missed it that <laughs> He tweeted like I have I still have the lung capacity or something to like do the part if I needed to. I was like, yes, Patty. Oh, I was supposed to see her in company this year. Company. Um Yeah, yeah, we talked about company before. Uh so there's supposed to be a rumble and everyone is just piling on JT about how dumb and immature he is. Like Liberty was the last episode. And now everyone's like, no, JT, this is so dumb and immature. Do not have a fight. Yeah. Mia comes. That's when Mia's like, I broke up with him over this. And Tobes is not even getting involved. He's like, I'm not fighting Lakers no. for you. No. Yeah. He so doesn't he seem like a fighter. The... No. So he goes, to... JT, Danny and Derek go to the brawl. Mia comes Tells him, I broke up with Nick for this. And then JT's like, all right, I'll leave. Yeah. So they leave. And then Lakehurst finds, finds Tobes. Tobes. At Degrassi. Tobes. At Degrassi. He's going to the bus stop that uh, yeah. Mr. Dom Perignon was at last week. <laughs> yeah. Rachel came up with the name for Teacher Dom, which was what. And I forgot to mention it on the episode and I because I had lost my train of thought on it. You right, know, the right. move made my brain all crazy. So that's his name, Dom Perignon. And mm-hmm. if he comes back, that's what we'll call him from now on. It's mm-hmm. like uh, Castle Lucy. Yeah. Freshman Jesse. And Darcy Grimes Beach. Claire Grimes Beach. Seriously. <laughs> All of her names of for people. Yeah. So, uh, so Tobes, poor Tobes. They beat the shit out of Tobes. They break his arm. They. <laughs> They really beat him up. They but, give him a once but over. Tobes is kind of loving it because he goes to school the next day and Emma and Manny are like, oh, poor Toby, what can we do for you? And Manny gives him a kiss on the cheek and everything. She calls him Toby Tobes. And he says, you girls have done enough. <laughs> I loved it. I love getting Tobes, getting something. Getting like a I little do arc. love Tobes. So JT is very apologetic. He's very sorry. And Toby's like, listen, you know what? Maybe this will be the end of it. Let's just move on. We'll be friends. No worries. Because mm-hmm. at one point, JT's like, some best friend, some best friend you are, Tobes. Because he's got a real thing. <laughs> he's got a serious accent. 
JT York. Maybe that's maybe that's why Drake didn't invite him to the too much video. of an accent. I don't like him too much of an accent. He's just too Canadian. Too Canadian. A. Eh? And that's it. That's it. Oh boy, this is a long one, huh? Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing, you know, yeah. Craig's eventual recovery from coke addiction for six days and JT's imminent death. Like, I felt like it was a really unbalanced episode in a way because I'm like, all this is leading to JT's death. But uh, here's some coke addiction for a hot second. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, are you going to die in this episode? That would be yeah. a lot to take. I in. had a hard time figuring out how heavy of an episode it was because I was like, I'm not really sure. Am I weighing this up based on what I know is coming or based on what's actually happening? All right. So, Rachel. Yes. Scale of one to ten. How much do you think this episode went there? Ooh, it was a hard thing to rate. I went with a seven. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I felt like it was like it went there, but it didn't go there too much. But it went there enough that it was something to say. But I also just enjoyed these two episodes a lot. So it always makes it easier for me to rate higher. Yeah, this was a really fun two-parter. I mean, there's Coke uh, straight up addiction. I think because it's so goofy, like the idea that like he gets addicted to Coke in like six yeah. days and is going to rehab, it makes it feel like it goes there a little bit less. But like uh, people doing Coke when they're young is like a kind of a big deal. Mm -hmm. Plus JT getting into the fight and the whole tube stuff yeah, and that. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. There was a lot there. It's a lot. So I said I was going to say a seven two, but since my I, my thing is that I always go either one up or one down from you, I'm going to say an eight. Wow, that feels high. No, I'm going to stick with <laughs> yeah, this. It's like that feels too high. Six feels too low, yeah, and eight gonna, feels too high. So I'm going to stick with this. Seven is sort of like the cop out answer when you're like it kind of pretty much, but went it there. almost didn't. But they're yeah. more than other episodes. Yeah. All right, my pal. Who was your yeah. MVD for this episode? My most valuable yes, Degrassi, yes, you said. Yes. Well, I'm going to do something I don't normally Ooh, do. Oh, okay. I'm going to name two <gasps> most valuable Degrassi. I mean, sometimes I've announced a whole class, so I feel like that's allowed. <laughs> that is true. And you may think I'm picking one from each story, okay. an A story MVD and a B story MVD, but I'm not. Ooh, okay. I'm picking two Degrassians from the same <gasps> Oh, story. interesting. The A Whoa. story. Imagine it was like the yeah. B Tubes. Tubes. Liberty <laughs> and Danny. Tubes. Liberty and her brother, Danny. Mm -hmm. It's funny how, like, that Liberty and Danny are brother and sister, and they are not the same age, but now Danny just feels like he's this, like, same in the same age. Yeah, place. yeah. I agree. All right, so... I'm picking two characters mm -hmm. from the A story who both, yes, who both stood up for themselves when it was needed mm -hmm. most. And that is, and I really, I really was only going to go with the person I say first, but I ended up going both Manny and mm -hmm. Ellie because both, because Ellie, it took a, a little bit longer for her to get mm -hmm. there. But once she got there, she was like, uh, uh, no way you're bullshit. You're a liar. I'm out. And Manny, kind of the same thing. Manny was like, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. You're being ridiculous. I'm out the door. Mm -hmm. And it was very, like, uh, proactive and powerful. And I liked it in both cases. Especially because, like, 
both of these women have been pining for this guy for a very, very long mm-hmm. time. Manny's been with mm-hmm. him. And Ellie, the, her Ellie, all she wanted in life was for like Craig to kiss her and then to say, I love mm-hmm. you. And he did that, but she still was like smart enough to realize, oh, but this is yeah. bullshit. And I'm not going to fall for it just because it's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. And so I went with both of them, Manny and Ellie. So, Rachel, who is your most valuable Degrassi? Um, I kind of felt similarly. I wrote someone down immediately after watching both of these two episodes. And then we were talking earlier. I was like, oh, I don't know if that was the right choice that I made. Um, but I stand by it. Adam Lazaro. It's Adam Lazaro. Uh, Lazara. I am sorry. Um, I stand by it after talking through the whole two episodes, but I um, originally chose Ellie. Eleanor Eleanor Nash. Nash. Um, And that is because Ellie, uh, she, it was because of what happened at the end. I really hated her in this first episode and thinking back to it again, I was like, yeah, actually she was so Mm -hmm. awful to Manny and just like annoying and snobby and all these things. And, but the thing that really got me was how things kind of turned around in the end where she was like, Oh, I was wrong. Craig was the bad person. And similar to what you're saying about Manny, the, the reason why I thought Ellie though was just because her story extended through the whole two episodes. Right. So yeah, Ellie. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I guess if I was, if I'm picking it as like two episodes, I would have picked Manny for the first episode, Ellie for Mm -hmm. the second. But I agree totally with what you said. I, I, this, after I'm talking about how they're not careful with their female characters, I'm picking two characters that they were actually pretty careful Mm -hmm. with and good in this, in this episode. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. I think the Ellie stuff is even more impressive. And probably if I had to pick one, I would also pick Ellie. Yeah, yeah. But it's my podcast. I do whatever the fuck I want. So I'm picking both. Yeah, you do. Oh, that was a ride. That was a ride. We're going to go watch the debate now. I'm probably not going to You don't think it. so? Is it at 9 o'clock? Yeah, it's 9 o'clock. Mm. Maybe. I feel like she's going to whip his butt, so maybe I will watch it. It might not be so bad. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> So uh, what do we got? What's the housekeeping? So the today? housekeeping, the housekeeping. Uh, we got some new patrons that we need to welcome. Oh to our my group. goodness! Oh, welcome, welcome to the Patreon. Oh my goodness! It is so good to see you. I'm gonna make you a spaghetti, and I'm gonna make you a poster. So we need to welcome Stephanie Ichniowski. Stephanie, oh my goodness, that's a zebra. Come on into the room. Bring it a zebra. You come into the room, it'll be a so good time, and I'm going to make you a pamphlet. <laughs> print you a pamphlet at my storm where I print things. And we need to welcome Kara Gitskin. Oh, Kara. Oh, so good to have you in a room. Come on in a room, and I'm going to make a you a flyer. I make a Stephanie a pamphlet, and I make a you a flyer. I print things. That is what I do. I am a Mr. Delarossi. Welcome to the room. Because <laughs> Patreon is a room. That's it is. It's just it's a very room. large room for people to hang out in. It's a party over yeah. there. It's a party room. It's the party room in the back of yeah. the laundromat. We've got some fun stuff cooking on that. We Patreon. do, We're we do. To, we got a, we got a, 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 a what is it called? A, a bonus a, a episode? Vote? What do you call it? A poll? But what do we got up there? A poll. Mm-hmm. We got a poll up there for what our next bonus episode is going to mm-hmm. be. So you guys, here's the deal. 
if you want to get in on that Patreon, we're going to watch a scary movie mm-hmm. or not a scary movie, like a spooky a, movie, uh, a spooky movie. And the poll is between a movie called The Devil's Diary, which stars Miriam Catherine. And we found out tonight also Deanna Castellucci. Uh, Deanna Castellucci. Or the Halloween favorite, which Rachel and I have never seen, Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Currently in the lead is The Devil's Diary, though, by a lot. But by if you lot. want to get over there, if you want to hear us talk about Hocus Pocus, get over there, give us $5 and vote for it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. We'll be there. We'll be a. Uh... Patreon's cooking. The Patreon is cooking. You like what the Patreon is cooking, right? Ooh, is that a rock it reference? It is, right it there? is. I tried. If you smell what the Patreon is cooking. Um, yeah, you can find us on Instagram at sparklespaz28. You can email us at every episode fur at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Deem Podcast. Team podcast slash QAnon. <laughs> nope, not allowed. Already banned. <laughs> we're, we're, I don't know if you guys do this, but we're QAnon. Rachel and I are very much QAnon. Um, that's a joke. Those we are so crazy. not QAnon. Uh, I did want to say somebody brought up to us on the Facebook about wanting to start a group, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like a Facebook group. And we haven't responded yet. We don't really know what that means. Right? I mean, we can start a you can start a group based off of a page and then people can discuss things. But somebody was, I think, and then they can like, if you guys want to, if somebody out there wants to start a Facebook group, a mm-hmm. deep Facebook group, I, I don't have it in front of me. I know somebody had asked and they offered to be an admin and it, please do it. Feel, totally do it. We're mm-hmm. on board. You do it. Yeah. You do it. We would love that. Apparently I said the name of the Hocus Pocus women wrong. And that was, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. They were like, let's get these, let's do the Facebook page and we can make fun of them. And we welcome that. Yeah. Yeah. We love being made fun of. We're very good. We're good. We're very, very good at taking (laughs) criticism. Yeah. 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 I love it. So yes. So I guess we're saying yes, please. If you, as we don't have to do anything, feel free. That's great. And we'll come on and fuck around there. Yeah. I'll, Mm-hmm. We'll come in there and dick around in there if you want us to. We're, we'd mm-hmm. love it. That would be wonderful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But get on the Patreon. Oh, We're yeah. We're going to watch Hocus. Well, I'm probably going to watch The Devil's Diary. Yeah, but we might also watch Hocus Pocus, and maybe we'll talk about it. I think we'll probably end up watching We'll probably Hocus watch Pocus it, too. Anyway. We'll probably watch both of them, but. We're thinking about the upcoming weeks, and we just need to let everybody know we're probably taking election week off. Yeah, so we just we'll... realized that even good bad outcomes it's just like it's gonna be a rough week so we might need that week off maybe we'll be able to wrap up season six right around then who knows how many episodes or two-parters in this still (laughs) we'll find out soon (laughs) everybody at home wants us to do it because they want to hear they want us to like record on election night because they want to hear me lose my mind oh my god we can never do that again only midterm years you know what (laughs) but we did, but we did the midterm year and I was a basket case and you hated mm-hmm. it. And you were like, you hated the episode. You were so mad, but people love that episode. <laughs> <laughs> people love listening to me unravel on, on, on audio. Rachel hated that night. She was oh, so I hated it mad. So, mad. so much, so much. I was so stressful and so pessimistic. So pessimistic. Well, I was right to be. Well, I guess I wasn't. They had a good night, but we'll see what happens. But we love you, broomheads. We do. Uh, we do. 
You guys rule, you rule the school, the school being Degrassi. Yeah, the school of Degrassi High. And we'll be back next week. We will be back next week for a single part. Oh, a single parter. Probably going back to the 80s, I'm maybe? Assuming. I don't know. I haven't looked. Oh, let's take a quick peek. I want to be haunted by the ghost. I want to be haunted by the ghost. Degrassi 611. Is a shot. Don't Shane look at McGowan. it now. Don't look at it now. I don't want to hear it. I wish. Go out on it. Can we do that? We can try. That's Sinead O'Connor. Oh my god, amazing. She's one of the greatest voices in all of popular music. Here we go, ready? It's the best part. He, I mixed them he up. He actually... Shane McGowan actually sounds tamer than normal. <laughs> we only have two more two-parters in this season. It's definitely going to take us past the election, though. I switched up who said walking and talking. That's all right. Here he comes. This song is definitely better than that Taking Back Sunday song. Um, all right, B-heads. All right, broomheads. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.